Parenting and the Bullied Child on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And this week on the podcast, Dr. Sam Stevens, our Director of Training Center Certification here at ACBC, was able to sit down with Tim Keeter, who's one of our teachers and trainers. Tim is a certified member with ACBC. He's been uh, training counselors for 15 years with ACBC. Uh, Tim and his wife, Carmen, have three children. He works as an aerospace engineer and serves as an elder at his church, Grace Community, in Huntsville, Alabama. Tim and Sam, I'm so glad that you're going to be having this conversation today. This is a growing issue in our school systems with bullying. And so thank you, gentlemen, for for encouraging us and talking about this very difficult subject to equip parents to deal with this issue. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us today. Um, This is a topic I think probably hits home for a lot of people, uh, parenting and the bullied child. Um, Just kind of kicking off our time together, I wanted to ask you first, how does this topic um, hit home for you. How did this topic come to bear and maybe interest you and and uh, maybe push you to, to teach on it and to see what the scriptures speak on it about? Sure. So in the Lord's wisdom, uh, I was a very, very small guy for my age when I was younger. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was 18, I didn't even look old enough to buy fireworks, much less drive a car. And I could tell you plenty of stories for that, but I was just very small. And so I experienced a lot of that growing up. I had uh, believing parents who tried to shepherd me through that. And then as a parent, uh, years later, after I had been even exposed to ACBC and its teaching and was seeking to be a godly father and shepherding my children, I also had another son who got my same genes in terms of his size and experienced a lot of that same thing. Uh, The difference really, a lot of it was that when I was younger, bullying really was more about physical violence or Uh, vandalism or those types of things, whereas now it can involve a lot of other things like cyberbullying. So I had to research and try to understand. And then, of course, as I looked for resources, I didn't find a a lot out there. But what I did find is that the Word of God was still applicable. The things that we were trying to do as parents in the home were still applicable. So maybe help us understand a little bit what exactly is bullying. So if you go look, uh, there are a lot of actually have very helpful secular resources out there, even government websites like stopbullying.gov. And what you typically see in terms of a common, how do I know if this is bullying type of uh, question, are that there's an emphasis on the following three things that are supposed to happen at the same time. They're supposed to be concurrent. Uh, One is acts of some kind of an aggressive nature. Secondly, the presence of an imbalance of power. And that can look like things like physical strength being Uh, that imbalance or access to embarrassing information or some popularity type thing. And then third, the repetition. So it's a repeated event uh, with some level of frequency. Uh, What it looks like can be making threats, spreading rumors, physical attacks, verbal attacks, excluding people from from groups can can be interpreted that way by some. And of course, it can occur face-to-face or digitally uh, with social media, texting, gaming sites are actually a real common location for that, email, other apps that you would put on the phones. Uh, and that, that, by the way, use of digital devices is referred to frequently as cyberbullying, and that offers the bully to, to do something that they couldn't do when I was younger, uh, and that's to persistently impose their tactics 
to the to the young person, it can just feel like a nonstop beating, really, in some sense mm-hmm. that they cannot really get away from because it can reach them at all times. Nevertheless, uh, you know what the Bible has to say about this topic of what to do when people sin against you. Um, not to over trivialize it, but it's not limited to what the secular definitions of bullying are. Uh, so God's Word equips Christian parents, and that's the hope that I want to share, to faithfully deal with sin-cursed people doing sin-cursed things to our sin-cursed children. So what are some initial steps? Maybe a Christian parent sees that their child is being bullied, and maybe first steps that they can think about when, when they engage with this topic and this uh, problem. Man, as a parent, uh, I thought because of my experiences I was ready to go with it, and uh, I have to say the emotional swell of having someone do that to your child uh, really brought to our attention that we really needed to get control of our, ourselves first. We wanted, If we were going to lead, then we needed to be following Christ so that they could follow Christ uh, and, and see our example by that. And those those moments are hard, especially when you find out your, your heart is just caught in this concert of different emotions from, you know, anger to frustration and, and possibly even, you know, why can't my kid just be more normal? Why do we have to deal with this? God's grace is not on pause for Christian parents in this situation, and we need to be reminded of that. I'd say four quick principles. One very practical right out of the gate is discern how urgent the situation is. Uh, We always want to err on the side of caution regarding our child's physical safety. Uh, We want to ask specific questions about threats, document things, who, you know, individuals involved, those who might have witnessed it, and take note of any type of abuse, especially if, if serious physical threat or criminal activity has occurred. Uh, that could include cyber activity. So if there's authorities that need to be contacted, consult them for advice on how to do that. Even if you don't want to falsely accuse someone, err on the side of caution and protection while you investigate. Um, secondly, is you, you, we need to pray. We need to seek wisdom. God loves to give wisdom, and we need to remember that we need it. Uh, James 1.5, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And that's given to people, that exhortation is for people who encounter various trials. So bullying would be involved in that. And I think parents also need wisdom because their children are watching. You know, the old parent adage, I love it, it reminds me so much more, is caught than taught. And they are, they're watching, and, and wisdom is, is what we want them to have, and we need to demonstrate it. Uh, thirdly, obviously gather data, and do that continually, and do it with humility, Again, a very difficult thing, especially if you're talking to those who are involved in the matter. We have to hear it properly before we answer it. You know, we see all kinds of wisdom in Scripture. Proverbs 18:15: the mind of the prudent acquires knowledge, the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And then, of course, Proverbs 18:17, just two verses later, the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him. And that reminds us that no one is infallible, not even our children and their observations. No one is omniscient in their knowledge, and we have to be in a continual quest to gather that information and learn. And then respond biblically with what the Lord has revealed to us and assume the best that we can uh, and deal with what, what He has not told us until, until such time as it's revealed. And then fourth, I think, is a basic principle. Expect only good from God. That's a tone we really need to set with our children. You know, we see that in Romans 8, 28 and 29, where we realize that God works all things, even situations with parents and bullies and those who are sinning against our children, uh, to help conform us to Christ and to, to demonstrate uh, what grace looks like in our life. And we even can continue reading in that passage down through verse 32. We're reminded that God is for us, and he who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him? 
freely give us all things. Our, our greatest challenge is behind us, and the Lord's demonstrated that through the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. Uh, so we can, we can really desire no greater good than to be made more like our Redeemer. And that's a challenge in our hearts to put that first above all things, above wanting to exact justice even, or even to seek relief from the trial more than we want to be made more like yeah. our Redeemer. We want to watch that. So there may be some listeners that we have um, that maybe their child is being bullied, but they don't even know what to look for. Are there any common responses of bullied children or, or signs that parents can be looking for? Yeah, good question. And and uh, I would say there's different combinations of all of these in different children's hearts, and you want to explore these. And uh, I, I've actually found some very helpful resources online that help me think through some of these and sort of put them in biblical categories. So here, here they are. Um, one is a sinfully strong desire to escape unwanted emotions. I mean, no one enjoys this, but uh, in terms of the intense, painful emotions that come along with things like this, and that's a temptation to want to be so free of that that it generates sinful behavior to escape it. Uh, in other words, that desire to be free becomes a demand in our children's heart, or maybe even in us. Uh, to the to the point to where it it becomes idolatrous in its strength above the desire to please the Lord and you might see things like the child might avoid not even want to talk about it they may and, and for the reason of hey I don't want to talk about it because it makes me just feel awful I don't even want to bring it up let's just not not discuss it or they may even choose to control or suppress those unwanted emotions by finding refuge in unbiblical ways running to things like hobbies, food, forms of entertainment, cutting alcohol, drugs, things like that, as a means of escape. Uh, and what we want to do there as parents is to help them move from a desire, a sinful desire, to escape unwanted emotions toward patient hope in God. That's, that's authentic suffering, as I've, I've read Steve Byers puts it in, mm-hmm. his, uh, in his book about our, your past. God doesn't want us to avoid talking about our pain. Uh, he encourages us to do so. and We can follow the examples of so many of the psalmists, uh, we want our, our as parents to help our children to cry out to God and admit their weakness and their doubts and to ask God to help them. Uh, similarly, God doesn't want us to resort to sinful means of escape as well. So we want to please the Lord by bearing up under the trial for as long as God desires it and to help our children bear up under it and learn what it means to trust the Lord for that strength. And even to take Christ's example in First Peter 2 where while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but what did he do? He kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. So patient hope, patient trust in God while the emotions are going on, while the trial continues for as long as it continues. Uh, Second thing that we really struggle with, that children tend to struggle with, is negative self-perceptions. Sadly enough, bullies often capitalize on the differences between children and what they believe others should be like. And that's an obvious snare that can tempt them to buy into those kind of comparisons. So you want to listen for those kind of comparisons and and understand how your child really thinks about them. And uh, in, in this line of questioning, what you're trying to do is understand how they look at themselves, but also the values that are reflected in that. So I, I have this tool, uh, this become my favorite tool. I, I learned about it back when I was in training for counseling certification a long time ago at Faith Baptist Church in Indiana. And uh, it, was, it was sort of a self-perception diagram kind of thing. Actually, I have uh, I've written and documented some of these things in a little mini book that Shepherd Press put out 
uh, called Help My Child is Being Bullied, and I show this tool in there. And basically the idea is to take each perception and first categorize it as one of three things, inaccurate, accurate but not sinful, or accurate but sinful, or accurate and sinful. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. So if there's an inaccurate perception like, I always mess everything up, that needs to be changed to things that are true, a perception that's true and accurate, and then go from there. Uh, Secondly, accurate perceptions that are not sinful may require you to help your child change what they value. So it might be, hey, I'm not good at sports. Okay, but that's not sinful. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do we address that as parents? And uh, finally, accurate perceptions that are sinful, what do they require? Biblical repentance, things like, I have a bad temper, I blow up easily. Uh, so we want to help move them from negative self-perceptions toward accurate views of self in light of their need for Christ and what it means to live faithfully in, in this situation. Third, a, a bitter spirit, I think, is an, another common thing. Uh, they've been wronged, and they've been hurt, they've been humiliated, and they may respond with a bitter spirit and unwillingness to overcome evil with good, as we're instructed to in Romans 12. So you may think see things that are pretty obvious, like bitterness and anger toward the bully, but also uh, even those who joined in with bullies, but even teachers for not protecting them. Because bullies sometimes, or children who do these things, can be pretty um, adept at not getting caught or doing things when no one's looking. Uh, replaying, they may replay the event over and over in their mind or entertain fantasies or plots for revenge or even prideful responses. This was actually, admittedly, my personal go-to as a bully child. You know, why does everybody think I'm stupid? I'm smarter than all those idiots, you know, and and those types of things. And we, you know, we obviously want to help our children move from a bitter spirit toward compassionate kindness. I love Colossians 3.12. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also you. And even if the bully is an unbeliever and doesn't come for repentance and for forgiveness, we stand in that spirit of compassionate kindness because that extends not just to our church family but to the world as we reflect the gospel. So deliberate reflection on the gospel with our children as parents are trying to help them turn towards that um, is very important because we've wronged God infinitely more than that bully's wronged our children. And even though it will cost us to stand in that spirit of forgiveness in terms of humility and setting aside our desires and trusting in God for justice that that is his job and not ours, um, we can also be sure it will never cost us more than it cost him uh, to redeem us. And also we, we should learn to, in a sense, pity this other child because they have wronged uh, another image bearer of God, and that puts them in a situation of uh, rebellion towards the Lord, and we want to be compassionate towards that and think about that. I remember for one of our children, uh, we, we found an old picture. My wife found an old picture that, that of them, uh, this uh, one child and my son, when they were younger, playing together, and we put that up on his desk so that he could see a time when they were friends, and that would help him remember to pray for that individual. So Philippians 4.8 tells us to think on what is you know right and pure, and so if you take three of those, it's very helpful I think for this particular situation, right thinking is thinking from God's point of view, clearing away all the the muck that that our sinful minds can come up with. Admirable thinking means reflecting on the good in the other person as opposed to fault-finding, finding finding evidences that we can see of God's grace even in their life. And then lovely thinking is considering how we can serve or build others up, including the bully. And finally, I'll keep this one short because it's, it's, it's a big topic, the fear of man. Um, 
It's so easy to develop an over-anxious concern about what others think, primarily because it erodes our trust in the Lord. We see that in Scripture everywhere. Fear of man brings a snare, but, by contrast, he who trusts the Lord will be exalted. Mm. It's a powerful temptation for them, and we want to help them obviously move from fear of man to fear of God. I'm thankful for so many resources available to Christian parents and believers in that area. Well, Tim, thank you so much for helping us to understand this rightly through not just your personal testimony, but your study of the scriptures. I know your your booklet is going to be a great resource, and this will be a helpful for many parents. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Tim. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. You know, we have opportunity to answer questions here on the Truth and Love podcast, and nothing delights us more than to make sure that we're answering questions that are relevant to where many of our listeners are. Can I encourage you that if you have a question or would like to get a question answered on the Truth and Love podcast about some sort of counseling case or a biblical answer to a life situation that you're dealing with or just some sort of question that you have about counseling in general, how do I deal with this issue from the scriptures? Can we make ourselves a resource to you? Would you ask that question to us? And you can send that question to info at biblicalcounseling.com. So for more information on the resources that you heard about on today's podcast, please visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.